Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. It's your go-to place for entertaining car talk, the In Wheel Time car talk show. Coming up, we're going to finish out our list of what's going on with the car industry in 2023, what you can expect in the showrooms. Um, we're also going to this week have in auto history. this week in auto. Thank you for finishing that for me. Um, we'll also have Jeff. Uh, he's got a feature on the top six most embarrassing car designs. They're kind of they're, uh, some Pontiac of them. Aztec. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's so many. I had to pick for time wise. And later we'll have the stories making automotive news headlines, uh, along with Conrad's Car Clinic. All straight ahead on the New Year's Eve edition of the In Wheel Time Car Talk Show. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Zekin. I'm Don Armstrong. Glad you could join us on this Saturday on New Year's Eve. We should have started drinking earlier. We should have. Because <laughs> yeah. we started a little too late this morning, yeah, don't you yeah. think? I'm out of coffee. What did you used to do on New Year's Eve? When I was a kid, we, we always had, had firecrackers. Or those things, that go, the, the ratchety things, that go, brrr, do those and the horns that blow with the little... Oh, that was my parents. I did. I well, didn't yeah, do that's that. what we did. Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, they were born in singing old Anxine. Yeah, we didn't no, do I didn't that. Didn't do a lot of singing. No. We, we it was firecrackers and bottle rockets. Yep, bottle rocket wars. Bottle, no. bottle rockets were tons of fun. That yep. was Fourth of it's July. Cheap. I didn't do that on New Year's because it was always frozen cold tundra. Where... Well, down here, there's no. We don't no. have that. Yeah. Well, I was a little older moving down, so yeah. <laughs> we were laughing at everybody that lives up there where you do. <clears throat> yeah. Nope. You? No, I didn't do any of that. I just stayed awake until midnight and watched uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even on. And I never, I, I never think went. Benny to- Goodman was on, and, and- <laughs> I never went to Times Square. I mean, living in New York and suburbs of New York City, I never. went I've to been Times to Times Square, Square but not. No, on I've New been Year's to Times Eve. Square, but not for New Year's Eve. Yeah, I wouldn't just, want to be too, there for New Year's Eve. It was just a zoo. Eve. Yeah, no, just, I don't want to just be there. A little too busy. Yeah. You, Mars? Is it over there in Meterville? We did the the fireworks, you know, same kind of thing. Watch the plants blow up. Yeah. You blow up all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Kind of like Kevin Kevin McAllister and the the wet bandits, you know, put those in in, in mom's uh, boiling pot. The dry boiling pot and put them there next to the doggy door. Pow, 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 pow. That was good stuff, man. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. Every time I see it, I get something else out of it. See something different. I've seen it a two dozen times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were going to finish up, if you don't mind, the alphabet. We're going to fix up the alphabet soup of cars that are coming out this year. And we were discussing uh, in our last segment about Toyota mm-hmm. and uh, all the crap that they have taken here of late for being last to market with evs anyway, yeah well big year for toyota's u.s lineup with the addition of a larger more luxurious three-row crossover the grand highlander it'll debut on the eve of the chicago auto show with an advanced suite of driver assistance and safety systems as well as much larger third row than the current highlander Toyota will also give its segment-leading Tacoma compact pickup a long-overdue redesign in 2023, adding a hybridized powertrain along with an infotainment overhaul, updated styling, and improved safety systems. 
do, do people really, I mean, are safety systems, to me, just me now, I just feel that whatever car that I buy, that it's got safety built into it. Adequate, I don't, yeah. it's not a deal breaker for me if it doesn't have, you know. The latest and greatest. Seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, seatbelt. <laughs> no, I need those. Windows. Yeah. But seriously, you know, automatic braking and all of the other stuff. I like to drive. I like cars and I like to interact with them. Mm-hmm. I like pushing the brake pedal. I like paying attention and not running into the back of somebody because I'm on my cell phone. That Which happens. you're not supposed to be. Yeah, but they are, people are all the time. And they so is, is Mitsubishi going to have a Pajero? I, I didn't have EV? I, I don't know. An electronic one? <clears throat> so let me tell you what, uh, finish up the Japanese uh, Toyota brand. Uh, they're debuting the fifth generation Prius. Mm-hmm. I think they just did that at the yes. LA Auto Show. Um, but that's coming to market. Uh, in the first half of the year. And it's it's actually a decent-looking car, because the Prius has, to me, always been an oddly-shaped Odd yeah. car. Well, that's what I thought, but I, I keep reading about these people think it, they, that it's over-the-top, and it's ugly, and you know, I'm thinking it looks a whole lot better than what it did. Like the first-gen General Motors Electric or a Citroen. Sort of reminds me of a Citroen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that they felt that they had to make the car look like some oddball to be electric. Space they age? didn't have to do that, but they wasn't. They were ugly. It was anyway. An attempt. Vinfast. Hmm. You ever heard of them? Nope. Vinfast, the Singapore-based automaker, says its second EV launch, I didn't even know they had the first one, will be the <laughs> VF9 crossover in early 2023. The midsize three-row VF9 will follow the two-row VF8, which Vinfast expected to deliver uh, to its first U.S. customers by the end of 2022. I don't know who that poor person is, but boy, count me where, out on where that. Where are they built? Yeah. In Singapore. Singapore. Oh, I thought it was like the little sausages. I thought maybe it was talking about Thailand, and I was kind of going, that's Vienna. Oh, Never mind. I know. You used to visit Thailand a lot, didn't you? I tried. Mm-hmm, I'm sure that you did. <laughs> no, I, no, this is a, a, a rated, well, we try to rate it G. I think it's more PG. Sometimes an R-rated show, but whatever. It depends <clears throat> on how much input you have. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the VF9 will start at $76,000, including the battery. Wow. Oh. <laughs> so that's <laughs> included. The battery. So that's batteries included. Apparently so. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it yes, it, like all, the, uh, it also can battery? be purchased without the battery by leasing the pack. For a monthly fee. Leasing the battery pack? I guess. Oh, well, then you don't have to worry about replacing it because it's a lease item. But you still have to charge it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but still, I mean, if it goes bad, if you're How many charging stations do you have over there in Nederville? How many do we have? Two. Uh, You don't even know, do you? I I do know. They just put in 12 Tesla uh, direct fast charges out in front of... Uh, what is the what's the restaurant there at uh, Walden ben, Benny's Feed Store? Oh, that's at Beaumont. Well, I don't get to Beaumont too much. The, you're talking about Papa Do's or Papa something? Do's, yeah. yeah, right. But but Tesla was as far as a, one that you can just basically take anything else to. It's in Bider at the Walmart. Hmm. It's twenty twenty five minutes for me to there to charge it. 
It's a really nice Walmart. You don't even know. No you don't even want to know no the last time that I was in Vider and what I saw there. It was not something that I would want my children to see. No, oh, I've, I've been to Vider. It's just another small little town. I know it has a weird history, but I don't think that history is. That's right on the border of Louisiana. It's not quite like that anymore, but that Walmart is really one of the nicer Walmarts I've ever seen. It's state line. Got wooden floors and everything. Kind of. No, it's north of the Beaumont. It's the the nicer Walmart Mars has ever seen is in Vider. Hmm. Well. He spends a lot of time in Walmarts. And in Vider. Apparently. Only when I have to charge a car. Do you go there to charge the car? If I need to charge it before they come and pick it up, I do, yes. How far is Vider from Niederville? Like I said, it's 20, 25 minutes. Just across the, the bridge. Yeah. Well, how many in miles? The oh. Rainbow Bridge? Oh, What's the name of that bridge? 15, 15 miles if you kind of go straight. Oh, yeah, you go across that way or you go around through Beaumont. Either you gotta way. Go that way. Right away. That way. Mm-hmm. Um, Volkswagen and the Atlas and Atlas Crossport cross, crossovers will be freshened. With an improved upscale interior and the company's latest driver assistance and safety package. There we go, the safety packages. Mm, mm, mm. You know, do you really care when, when you're buying a used car? Oh, I'm going to go for the safety package on the, you know, the 1985 uh, Monte Carlo. I don't think so. They didn't have a safety package. No. Well, not only that, you make, you get the most point. people, Pan you know, when dash. you go look at cars, you know, I want this kind of car or I've kind of predetermined what I want. I've seen a couple of times where I need a new car. But I don't know what I want. And, and one time, my wife kind of did some looking at the safety stuff. But that really didn't have any bearing on it because she didn't want that kind of car. It's not a decision maker. Not no, a, it's not. not. A reason to make or a, a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deal breaker. It, it probably should be, but it's got so much standard stuff on it now. Uh, like her 2015 that she's got now. The only thing that really made a dis- distinction on it is I wanted the big screen. And it was either the four-inch screen or it was, I think it's like an eight-inch screen. So you had to move up the trim level to get the bigger screen. Well, that meant you had to take the panoramic sunroof. You got the V6, all this other stuff, or else you don't get Who that big screen. screen. Why, why would you buy a sunroof, moonroof, anything with glass above your head when nine out of the 12 months a year, it is scorching hot outside? There are some vehicles out there that you cannot buy. Without you get that. Yeah. Guess what? I wouldn't buy it. Well, remember the Nissan Maxima. At That's one why point. you have three ex-wives, and I only have one. <laughs> nanner, nanner, he wins. <laughs> and you get all the hassle about the ex-wives, and we really don't bust Mars about it. Okay. But that, we will in the future. We got it. It's okay. That's why he only has just two ahead, children. Just, just go ahead and kick your friend when he's down. It's all right. I, I got anymore. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody said anything last weekend, did they? On Christmas, nobody kicked you. No, we weren't because here. we weren't here. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> we gave you a week off. God, you gotta take the good with the good. Yeah, that's right. And there is no good here. <laughs> All right, let's do let's do uh, the this week in auto history. Sure. Are you ready? Because I like this week in auto history. Yes. Well, thank you. In 1898, I was just born. The first automobile land speed record was set by Count Gaston de Champlot Lebeau <laughs> of France. Spell he it. set the first. I think it's called Gaston. 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 Uh-huh. Gaston. Wasn't, Gaston. He the, Gaston. wasn't he the guy? And in Le the, Bleu. Yeah, Gaston Le Bleu. Le Bleu. Le Bleu. 
of France set the first official automobile land speed record uh, when he completed the flying kilometer in a fully electric jantad in 57 seconds for an average speed of 63 kilometers per hour. Oh, it, is, oh. it is French, so it's in kilometers. So that was 39 miles an hour. In, I didn't say that. I'm just repeating the, the in, words in of In that. Can you imagine going 39 miles an hour? No, in that? I can't. Well, yeah, I can. This looks like something that I... Hey, that would fit right in with uh, today's donks, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Drop an LS in that baby. The, the current land speed record is 763 miles an hour, set by Andy Green in 1997. I was waiting for you to say Andy Gibb. And, <laughs> uh, and Andy Green hopes to reset that record in excess of 1,000 miles an hour in the Bloodhouse land speed record car. In uh, a thousand miles an hour. Right. You got to think that right now at at seven sixty three, that's over a hundred miles an hour faster than the speed of sound, because it's what the speed of sound at at uh, zero altitude and seventy degrees is six hundred and sixty some odd miles an hour. Your daughter yeah, would you get know it. all of these yeah. things. That's Mach one. I'm, I'm just I'm just pulling it out of my head. Or other it's places. not your head. Yeah. A little <laughs> south of there. In uh, 1909, Christmas Day, Zora Arcus Duntoff. I a, met him. A Belgian was born an automotive engineer in Brussels. His work on the Chevrolet Corvette earned him the nickname the father of the Corvette. Correct. I love their sports. Where did you meet him? At uh, the Oklahoma Corvette Expo. They cool. brought him in there, and I've got a picture of him somewhere in, in this garage. Of uh, all of us uh, in the Corvette Club, and he's in the middle of it, and we had a nice, nice. chat. And very nice guy. Yeah, their sprouts are awesome. He's uh, he's um... Brussels sprouts. <laughs> uh, it took me a second to. I, yeah. I still didn't get there, but <laughs> yeah, well, you, you said have, he was born. Got to go Brussels. back about three com- have, comments yeah, when you have to explain the joke. Sometimes in 1919, Edsel Ford succeeded his father Henry as president of the Ford Motor Company. That same day, the company announced that it would increase its minimum wage to six dollars per day. Henry Ford made history in 1914 by increasing the minimum wage in factories to $5 per day, far more than all of his competitors were paying. In 1954, the fastest stock car in the United States was the Hudson Hornet, the pride of the Hudson Motor Company. The drivers in, drivers in Hudson Hornets took virtually every major NASCAR event, uh, and that win paid off in sales on, you know, race on Sunday, win on su- Sunday, sell on Monday. That was uh, Hudson's uh, theme. Lori Brown, who lived around the corner from me in, in Wisconsin, her mother had a Hudson Hornet, and it was green. It looked like a bomb, hmm. and I was always embarrassed to ride in the back seat in that thing. Oh, my God. It was a Hudson Hornet. Oh, no, there was none of that. I was five. And uh, no. Well, they, they dominated NASCAR. Well, and, I'm and glad they did because uh, I, I ran the other way when I saw that thing coming. So much so that they got the attention of uh, Ford, Chrysler, and General Motors. 767 miles an hour is the speed of sound. Okay. According Seven, to this. 767? 767. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, seven sixty three is just short then, um, but th- that got uh, Hudson's performance in NASCAR got GM, Ford, and Chrysler's attention, and they started supporting motorsports. 
uh, and especially in NASCAR, which kind of went away in, what was it, 63, when they all pulled out of racing. And then it, they kind of got back into it in the mid, early 70s, late 60s again. So, And then in 1989, General Motors CEO Roger Smith uh, led to the closing of several GM plants in Flint, Michigan, which basically closed everything in Flint, Michigan. And Smith intended to take advantage of cheap labor in Mexico. Michael Moore documented the shuttering of all of these plants uh, starting in 1986 with his film Roger and Me, which debuted uh, this week in 1989. It chronicled the impact of General Motors leaving the Flint community, which left 30,000 people suddenly unemployed. Ultimately, Moore wished to bring Smith to Flint to show him uh, how his actions affected the people GM had previously Is that where the word skin flint came in? No. That's a person that spends as little money as possible, a miser. I'm not real sure where skin flint originated. You go, Google. But but that wasn't (laughs) it. That is this week in auto history. Wow. All right. You know, why didn't I ever see Roger and me? I still haven't seen it. And it's not one that you see show up on TV to, to rewatch because it was is when it when it debuted it was a bomb mm-hmm. and and to this day I still don't think that he gets many royalties out of it because I still don't sh- have you seen him Roger it? Pinsky lately Roger, have you seen Roger Pinsky? Roger Moore Roger no Roger Pinsky, Pinsky. Uh-uh. have you seen Roger He's Pinsky aged quite heavily uh, scary mm-hmm. I mean just in the past couple of years I mean he is an old old man now that's what buying India will do to you. Wow, I had no clue. You got to think. He's look up his age. He's probably in his mid mid eighties, uh, early eighties. Uh, yeah, I think early eighties. Uh, I'll look. Conrad might be the right. Captain. Probably like eighty six. The captain. Yep. I, he's I got, met him, and he was a very nice guy. He's got quite a uh, range. He's eighty five. Car dealerships as well. Yes. Right. Some say, of them here in town. They say he's his a memory, billionaire. Yeah, his memory is like. Cracker Jack, that he remembers people from many, many years ago, their first names and you know, backgrounds and things. Casey Kasem. Yeah. And the man died of Alzheimer's. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yep. Was that was that one of his claims to fame? Well, how he I could mean, remember I, I met him back in the early 70s. and um, Did he remember you? And in 1990, 89, 90, I went to a convention, a broadcasting convention, in Los Angeles, and I was invited to go to the ABC tent, which was a great big, huge As tent. a Hall of Famer? No, none of that stuff. <laughs> um, they didn't know me from Adam. But they needed somebody to sweep up. He was there, and uh, along with his uh, now not-so-attractive wife, because what she did, but at any rate, uh, they were there. So I thought, I'll, I'll say hello. There were a couple of people ahead of me, and I walked up to him and uh, and a little short guy, and I said, uh, Casey, you don't remember me, but, and before I could get any other, any other words out of my mouth, he says, wait a minute, <clears throat> Don Armstrong, Houston, Texas, 1975 or whatever. Seriously. I was like, You made was, that much of an impression on him. <laughs> I, no, no, he has memory that, was he that, good. That, that kind of memory. Amazing. I, I, I've, almost, I've heard of people that, you know, yeah. like, well, Penske's got that. Total recall. Yes. Yeah. And then for the man to die of Alzheimer's disease, it's like, really? Truly, uh, I didn't get it, but I was 
flabbergasted. We chatted for a little while. It was very nice. And he was a very nice, welcoming man. And he didn't have to be because at that time he was a superstar. I mean, Scooby-Doo and all the cartoon characters that he did and all the announcing that he did, along with his radio show, American Top 40. He was a huge... Oh, I didn't realize he did uh, cartoon voices. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. I'll have to to look that up and see who all he did. Okay. Yeah. Well, wasn't he... What, not Scooby? He... What's the kid? It wasn't Scooby. It was was the the kid, the guy. I don't... Scruffy? No. No. I'll look it up while you are doing the okay. top six most embarrassing I'm car need designs. You to hit that button when we do it. In fact, we'll do it right right now. Go for okay, it. Okay, go for it. You could actually do it. Uh, well, I, I want him to do it. He, okay. he needs something to do. So, uh, as as you grew up in the 1970s, you're undoubtedly familiar with the decades' events, such as disco was in full swing, funk was on the rise, hip hop was getting started, cars. It appears were generating headlines for how bad they were. This first one is the Aston Martin Lagonda. It was created to be the most technologically advanced automobile on the market. It included computer-controlled electronics, CRT-based displays, and a slew of other novelties. Regrettably, none of them worked properly, which makes the investment not very smart. Yeah, because that was a high-dollar car. Yep. I bet. The, the next one is the Citroen Plira. And that's P-L-U-R-I-E-L, Polira, Plural. Do they have a vaccine for that? <laughs> they do. <laughs> Looking back in time, the French have a lot to be proud of. They <laughs> no, led they the don't. ways in the arts, literature, and all things fashionable. Their car designs, for the most part, have been pretty solid in but creative ugly. field. That is until the Citroen Plural blah, rolled off the assembly line. According Whoa. to top, <laughs> it kind of rolls off to your t- lips. <laughs> off your tongue. According to the Top Gear magazine, this vehicle... Uh, is about as handy as a teapot made of chocolate. Doesn't seem they're really useful, so what's the problem? According to the users, it reported experienced dependability concerns as well as the history of an evidently flawed vehicle were passed off as exciting new features, and, of course, they surrender a lot. The next one (laughs) is the Pontiac Trans Am Am Type K is what it is. it's a vintage That's automobile. It's not a Pontiac no, Trans Am. back up. He hit one too fast. Uh, and he's still going. He's, going he's still forward. going. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're like, dude, you know, why do you, you get go. There it is. That's why do you it. get him to no, do here's this? Here's the Trans Am type guy. Distinctive feature nearly, came, nearly became a reality in 1977. If you can't tell, it seems like a pair of crazy wings. The production of this car hotly contested between magazines and newspapers. It was a clever public... Uh, advertising marketing thing for the campaigns in truth they were promotional pieces and never saw the light of day the next one is the reliant looks like a hot robin no No, conrad you gotta hit the space bar go back We'll go back to that one, space bar. Oh, We're going to have training. Got to have a training session. Why here. do you let there him you do go. this? The Reliant right. space bar. It's a three wheeler. Yep, Reliant. Uh, with a name like this, you'd think that it'd be a pinnacle of dependability. While that's reasonable assumption to make, it's incorrect. The Reliant Robin was not in the least reliable. This vehicle was notorious for toppling over, but much of it uh, <laughs> chagrin of his fans. It's a three wheel design. It drew some attention, but after the negative reviews. Uh, the way it, went. it was, yeah, it was not very good, and it was a complete embarrassment of a car. Space bar. <laughs> the next one is the Michelin PLR. 
The monster of an automobile is now found it in It looks France. like the Wiener Mobile. Oh, I like this car. I want one. Uh, if it was electric, it'd be great. Except for the fact that it's very slow, 111 miles per hour maximum. There's nothing really wrong with the car when it made its Except debut. it's ugly. It's hideous. It's French. Unpleasant look. It's it's not really appealing to look at. Six wheels in the back. Ten wheels in overall. Yeah, and four wheels up front. Some say rather ugly. Uh, it would be at least operable rather. on Earth. Would you drive it? I would. Okay, the next one, the last one, Conrad. But you're a wagon fan. I am. I love it. Uh, the Stout Scarab. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. The Stout Scarab is widely regarded as the most... Well, it's the first minivan, really. Many consider it to be the world's first ugly vehicle in the automobile industry. Uh, kind of a like a loaf of bread and a football, you know, did some things, which is owing part of the creativity decision. What did they do, uh, The rear-mounted V8 engine. <laughs> what, what's this car name's... The, the car's... I got to start over. What this car's name signifies is, is the lack of charm. The scarab element of this car's name is also the name of an Egyptian dung beetle. Dung yeah. beetle. How well, appropriate. Fortunately, uh, just nine of these monstrosities were ever Write that down, created. Mars. The dung beetle. <laughs> yep, and that's it. We'll have that guest on next week. Dung beetle. <laughs> is that like Paul, John, Ringo, or we're good? The dung beetle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who, who's playing the xylophone? Dung beetle. Dung beetle. <laughs> Dung beetle. Isn't that what Asian calls what his little hot rod beetle in uh, Street Outlaws? I the think dung so. Beetle? Yeah, the dung By beetle. the way, um, Casey Kasem's, uh, he did the voice of Norville Shaggy Rogers. Shaggy. Shaggy. Scooby Shaggy. Yes, yeah. And uh, he also was Dick Grayson and Robin in Super Friends. Um he uh, also did a bunch of voiceovers, performed many voices for children's television, such as Sesame Street and the Transformers, and uh, the voice of NBC, and helped with the annual Jerry Lewis Telethon. Yep. So there you have it. That's Casey Kasem. Sorry to keep you And up. And the Jerry Lewis Telethon, I know Jerry Lewis isn't going to be heading it anymore. He's dead. <laughs> well, that's probably why. But I, I remember as a kid... Sitting and watching that as a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching yeah. the Jerry Lewis telethon. Well, they always had great entertainment on there and begging for money. And people all over the United States would get you know get out and collect money. For and if you made a donation, your name would come across the screen. Yeah, all that. That's what you all look for. Hey, everybody. The In Will Time Car Talk Show is available 24-7 through the iHeartRadio app. Just look for In Wheel Time Car Talk. We also video stream on Facebook, YouTube, and InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are at your fingertips on over a dozen of the most popular podcast outlets. In Wheel Time Car Talk Show continues right after this quick break. Your friends and hosts of the quarterly Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise in at the Loopy Tortilla in Katy want to thank you for participating in this year's events and look forward to another exciting year. You'll hear about the next Tailpipes and Tacos right here and online soon. Next time you're in West Houston, be sure and stop in at the original Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex near I-10 and Highway 6 or the Katy location off I-10 and the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard. Traveling east to Beaumont or northwest to College Station, you'll want to have Loopy's award-winning beef fajitas and frozen margaritas. There's always a celebration at Loopy Tortilla. Loopy founder Stan Holt and his wife Sheila are car people through and through. Both are winning racers on the NHRA drag racing circuit and have a collection of cars that everyone appreciates. You'll see one at the next Tailpipes and Top 
Tacos Cruise Inn. The next event will be in the spring at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex on 99, the Grand Parkway in Kingsland Boulevard, just south of I-10 in Katy. We'll give you all the details soon here on the Inwheel Time Car Talk Show and online. You own a car you love. Well, why not let Gulf Coast Auto Shield protect it? Houstonian John Gray invites you to his state-of-the-art facility to introduce you to his specialist team of auto enthusiasts. We promise you'll be impressed. Whether you're looking to massage your original paint to a like-new appearance, apply a ceramic coating, install a paint protection film, nano-ceramic window tent, or new windshield protection called ExoShield, Gulf Coast Auto Shield is where Houston's car people go. Curbed your wheels? Instead of buying new, why not have them repaired? How about a professionally installed radar detector? Gulf Coast Auto Shield does that too. Get a peek inside the shop and look at the services offered by getting online and heading to gcautoshield.com. Better yet, stop by their facility at 11275 South Sam Houston Tollway, just south of the Southwest Freeway, and get a personal tour. Gulf Coast Auto Shield is your place to go for all things exterior. Call them today, 832-930-5655 or gcautoshield.com. The award-winning In Wheel Time Car Talk Show is available on the most popular podcast channels out there in 30-minute episodes. We realize our three-hour live show can be difficult to catch in its entirety, so now you can listen every day to a convenient, fresh 30-minute episode. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible, along with a dozen more. In Wheel Time has the most informative automotive guest interviews and new car reviews, along with popular features including Conrad's Car Clinic and This Week in Auto History, along with automotive news headlines. Our live broadcast airs every Saturday, 8 to 11 Central, on InWheelTime.com, the iHeart app, and on YouTube. Be sure to say hello when we're broadcasting from the Tailpipes and Tacos Cruise Inn, Autorama, and the Houston Auto Show, among others. Now, it's easier than ever to hear about all things automotive all week long. You're invited to join fellow car enthusiasts in becoming part of the ever-growing in-wheel-time car talk family. Don't forget those 30-minute podcast episodes on your favorite podcast channel. That's it for this podcast episode of the In-Wheel-Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.